0: Thank you.
1: Morning service, with uh, a word of prayer and then a passage from the scriptures and then I'm going to worship in song for a few minutes. So let's pray together. God, you're so good. God, you're so loving. You're so worthy of all that we can ever offer to, you, offer to you and so much more. And so when we see that and acknowledge you, we give you everything that we are. We want you to be glorified in this place, but let nothing within us hold back the praise from our heart and from our lips today, Jesus. Be glorified by us. Fill us up God, with your Holy Spirit,
2: you. may your name be honored. Amen. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys ready? Amen. An excerpt from Genesis 22, John 19, Matthew 27. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, you replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey.
3: He took with him two of his servants and his son
2: Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out the place the place God had told him.
4: Jews and slapped them in
2: his face. On the third day Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to the servant, Stay here with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife.
4: Finally, <clears throat>
0: Pilate
4: handed him over to them to crucify. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went to the place of Moscow, which is Aramaic.
2: It's called Gogama. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself provided the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together.
4: There at Golgotha, they crucified Jesus.
2: When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He found his son Isaac and laid him on the altar, on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham.
4: Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boys. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. 46 about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
5: We welcome you this morning to continue to do in our lives and through our lives what you've already began. Thank you, Jesus. We welcome you to worship this morning. miracles, and that's what we're going to declare this morning. Amen?
2: This is a
5: Children. Uh we love kids at church. Uh, if you want to
6: comes at you in the spirit, in a negative, negative, what do we do in the face of God? And I saw this picture of a coyote being in front. And I, said, and, and I said, "Well, how do we scare away the threat in front of us? And when I do a little bit of research, it says yelling and waving your arms <laughs> while approaching well in front of the coyote. Another method is noise maker, voice. What do we have this morning? Our voices. Whistles, air horns, bells, shaker, cans full of marbles or pennies, pots, lid, or pie pans banded, baked together. Projectiles, sticks, small rocks, cans, tennis balls, or rubber balls. What else? You can stand straight. Here's where, ah man. Maintain eye contact. Yell, clap your hands. Make loud noises, shine a flashlight, toss rocks and sticks. So in the spirit world, with the spirit we've been filled with, how do we face the threat in front of us? We stand straight. We maintain eye contact with the one, The one. Hallelujah. We yell. We sing a little louder. We shout to the Lord with joy. Hallelujah. We make noise unto the Lord. We clap our hands this morning.
3: the Deus Deus.
5: We're not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where we miss it. But here, no, we haven't missed it. If you didn't do it this morning.
1: circumstance that we encounter wherever we find ourselves, Lord, even when we kind of go our wayward way, when we stop and we turn around, you're right there. You're right there. You have never left us. As your word says, you will never leave us nor forsake us. And so here you are. Even as we we get led astray, we know our hearts are prone to wander like the song says, but when we Take a look to the side. You're still there. Even when we get pulled aside, even when we uh, fall prey to the distractions of things around us, you're there with us, God. You don't throw in the towel and say, well, I've given him a million chances. But you are here. Always present. Here. Now. Just waiting. Loving. Waiting for us to turn and accept your hand. And accept the seat at the table that you have prepared and kept open for us. And so, Lord, this morning, we acknowledge that you have prepared a place for us. Like the Psalms say, even in the presence of our enemies, when threats are all around, there is a place and a feast that has been prepared for us. And the seat, you have pulled the chair out. I see you standing, pulling the chair out like a waiter. Here's your seat. Take your position. Take your spot. This has been your (coughs) reserved for you. Lord, we accept your invitation. We thank you for the provision and preparations that have been made on our behalf. And we receive it. We will not let it go in vain. We will take our position. Thank you. We love you so much, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Family, you may be seated if you haven't already. And, um, we're going to pause for a moment, and we're going to do um, a few uh, announcements that we have to share. Uh, Serena, way.
5: Yeah. Well, um, good morning, by the way, and welcome to Grace Community Church. We're so happy that you're here with us. Um, if we don't, if we haven't met yet, um, make sure that we kind of connect at the end. Uh, but Serena, has some announcements. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good
4: morning. Wow, it's <laughs> um, So just a few announcements. Um... First of all, uh, we have a senior coffee hour that is going to be October 5th, um, here at 9 a.m. Um, so come on out. Uh, Ms. Jackie goes back. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the gathering from my youth kids. Okay, uh, so this month, um, we're meeting at the 15th. Oh, October 15th, right? Yes, the 15th. 15th. Okay, so October 15th, we're meeting at Esquire Farm, and we're going to have our fall... So the Gathering is um, a um, youth event that we put on once a month. It's, a, it's not just for kids here, it's for all churches um, for grades 6 to 12. Um, it's just a um, time to get all these kids together and um, kind of break down the barriers and the walls of, you know, I go to this church, I go to this church. It's just coming together and um, learning about Christ. And it's all led by students. Um, so it's really awesome. And we're going to have a corned so it's going to be super fun. And can I have Kayla come up? And she's going to share an announcement as well.
7: Kayla. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Kaylee Andrean and my children were the nuts running around all the entire circle. Um, <laughs> and I wanted, to, I'm super excited to announce that Graceway and I are going to bring a MOPS group here. Um, yes, very exciting. Hopefully you know what MOPS is. If you don't, it is. it stands for um, Mothers of Preschoolers. It is a Christian organization that was started in 1973 by two moms that just craved community. They had young kiddos and so they realized that we need other people to be crazy with. Um, and thus is Mops now. Um, Mops, uh, I joined Mops um, when, right when I was pregnant with my daughter and it really helped me to get through those first couple months especially with just a sense of community and people who have been through the same crazy as I have that I was going through um, and The MOPs um, theme this year, every year they have a theme, and this year it is We Go Together. And their whole mindset behind it was because of the last couple years and how crazy the world has been and um, just uh, more of a a lack of stress of community. (laughs) So let's stay six feet apart, let's not really hang out let's not really be a part of do life together um, for understandable reasons but it does a lot of harm as most of you realize and especially to moms who need that support and encouragement and dads too but um there's just something different about it especially when moms get together and so i'm so excited to be bringing this here and um if you know any moms that have preschoolers so Mop says, you know, kind of birth through kindergarten, but there's always wiggle room. We just want to encourage moms and be there to help them get through, you know, the day to day. What it looks like is roughly two meetings a month. We're still working out the details. If anyone wants to help or encourage us, that would be great. Um, but roughly 10 a.m. to noon, on um, the second, the first, and third Wednesdays of the month, we're going to have playdates. We're gonna have um, like encouraging videos, uh, speakers coming. So if anyone knows young moms or knows moms with young kiddos that want to join, send them my way. And also any seasoned moms that have any encouragement or want to be a part of this, we would love to have you at our meetings too to help encourage the young, the um, younger moms. Um, and then I just wanted to share real quick the verse of the kind of the main verse of mops this year is um from luke five and it's when jesus heals the paralyzed man and i you know again going back to Nezzi's um your, your phrase is running this week um the simplicity of christ right and i had never read you know you come across scripture and you're familiar with it but you read it in a different season or with a different thing in mind and it means something else and so i was reading um verse uh Like 19 when it just describes it says but they couldn't reach in because of the crowd so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles and as my husband was reminding me in the car today when i was talking about this it you know the simplicity of that it's like they didn't like they don't know anything they just went on the roof because they had to get this their friend in the in they had to get them in and they just start you know taking tiles off like i mean like we don't just, we don't do that. <laughs> you don't just go and climb on the roof and take off tiles, because you got to get in. Um, and I think that that just shows, I think moms chose it, and you can read more on their website why they chose it, but because we need to just, we need to go together. We need to do life together. We need to be there for each other, whatever it takes. It's not, nothing is limited in Christ. And these, a lot of moms, with, especially young kiddos, need to be reminded of that and need to know that so that they're not alone. So, that.
1: Um, another uh, group starting up this, later this month, we're going to be starting a group called Celebrate Recovery. And, um, wait, I'm going to put you on the spot. You want to come and share just a little bit about what Celebrate Recovery is? A little bit of the plan for that. Wayne and Kirk are going to be kind of taking the reins to starting a Celebrate Recovery group um, right in Newport here. So tell us what that's about.
0: Uh, hi, everybody. Um, so Celebrate Recovery. A lot of you all probably know some of my story. I am a recovery addict. However, Celebrate Recovery is not just about um, drugs. It's, it's about um, learning to live a more positive life as an adult. Problems that you're struggling with. Maybe somebody has an answer that you haven't thought of. And, and that's basically the whole thing in a nutshell. We help each other to come through. Um, hard times, you know, without feeling like you're overwhelming. And it's already taking place because I was going through it the last couple of weeks and I got to share some stuff mm-hmm. with the pastor and because of him other people that told me um, it made me be able to see that how God was still loving me, like yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I really thought that I was less than um, no, no more now. Yeah, it was, it was awesome that, um, the way you all shared and the time you shared, I really appreciate and how God uses us to build each other up. So that's Celebrate Recovery in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And I hope that people, men and women, will come and hopefully um, we can help each other. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Chairman.
1: So we are excited to get that off the ground. Um, we got some from friends that have been running Celebrate Recovery in another part of the state that are going to actually come and partner with us to get this thing off the ground. We're really excited. And we're going to be running it out of the Connections Outreach Center. Uh, and the Florence Gray, the one that we just um, kind of partnered with just a couple months ago um, and started supporting, so really, really excited about that. Uh, and the last announcement for this morning is um, in three weeks, October 22nd, uh, the Rowland family is going to be here, Ian and Jessica, Rowlands are going to be here, there. ministers kind of travel around uh, the globe, right? Um, they've been here many times, so you're probably familiar with their faces. But when they come this time, we're going to do a half-day kind of seminar, on October 22nd. It starts at 10 o'clock, so we're gonna be brunch, and then we're gonna have some time of worship, uh, and then he's gonna do some sessions with us, and then will be a time of sharing. The topic is all around um, what is God doing in his church in the state of Rhode Island? So here we are with kind of our very detailed, very small-scale view. We're gonna take a step back and kind of lean into the prophetic and say, let's look at the, the common thread of oh, what's going on in the area here, Say, what's God doing in Rhode Island as a whole? And say, how can we tap into that and make sure we're operating in alignment with that? So you can find more details or you can register for that on the Graceway uh, page. Uh, There's some registration there. There's a little cost involved for breakfast and everything. So, October 22nd. Was
3: that a Sunday?
1: That's a Saturday. Saturday. 10 to 1.30. And
5: last but not least, we are falling in love with our children's ministry all over again
6: okay
5: there's a sense of breathing in breathing out reactivation happening here in this body and i believe across the nation there's some stuff that the lord's doing and so with that we've been praying um with the model home church on uh how to continue on to disciple and train our children and we are super excited because today we launch um into fall our new children's ministry curriculum that we have put together. Um, Rebecca and I will be in the back today with the kids. So if you wanna children, stand up. And you can go to the back. If you're a preteen, you're staying here with a customer. But grades,
8: uh, well kindergarten, right? Kindergarten up you can go with us. years? Huh? They're um they're twelve. 12. Um, some great sometimes grades,
5: you know, kids are in different grades. Um, But with that said, also, if you have um, emailed me back and volunteered to teach uh, or to help in children's ministry, if after service you can meet me in the Blue Room for like three minutes, I just want to chat with you really quick, three minutes is all I need, I promise I'm not going to take more than three minutes, so Blue Room, after church, if you
1: volunteer for children's church. And then, um, so as we're getting ready to move on here, I just want to pray a prayer of blessing. over the DeMay family. So, Mary and Justin, as you guys know, they've been coming here for a number of years. And if you guys want to come up one friend, blessing bless over you. They're going to be heading out, moving to uh, the Denver, Colorado area uh, in just two, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, so we're excited for you guys. I know there's new uh, opportunities for you, and you guys are always up for our new adventure, which I love. Uh, it's been so fun having
4: Better
9: you find a place for the guests. No? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Um, So, as members of our family, we just want to pray for you guys and kind of commission you and send, you know, the blessing and the favor of the Lord, which we know you live in. Um,
10: And so, I have one of the elders,
1: Dad, would you mind coming up and praying uh, over Justin and Mary as they go? Now we're
8: so thankful that you have allowed us to, to share some time with uh, this precious couple. I thank you for their devotion to you, the way that they live out them, and they demonstrate what week, have to be by uh, reaching out into the lives of others, being part of this community, a vital part, not hidden in a corner, but sharing, Thank you, Father God, for your plans for them. And thank you that you're moving them on to the next phase. And go, Lord, said and to miss them. We pray that you would strengthen and encourage them, Lord, that wherever they go, they would continue to, uh, get to be your people and to do what you do, what they see you doing. So we ask you to keep them, protect them as they travel, and as they begin a new life out there, Lord, Bring about the right friendships folks at the right times. (coughs) I'm sure they already know that you're a meeting and guiding and that sense of your presence continue with them wherever you bring that Lord. Thank you that you've provided new jobs already and before they leave they know where they're going to. Thank you that they have a place to land. Lord we pray that you open new doors. uh, Give them a new home we just trust you, Lord, to take care of them as you've already done, as you've been doing. Thank you for that. Bless, love, and keep them open. i Lord. Draw them closer to the center of your heart. Bring them to the places that you have for them. And through their lives, may always be blessed, Lord, as they serve you. Thank you for the time we've had. And we commend them into your hands. And
1: So we're going to take a moment this morning for, uh, to, for our missions highlight. And uh, as you guys know, uh, just a couple months back we partnered up with the Connections Outreach Center, which is in the Florence Gray Center uh, down at the north end of Newport. And so Frank, Pastor Frank Joyle is kind of the director of the whole Connections uh, Outreach up there. And so he's here with us this morning just to kind of give a little bit of a summary of what the, the Outreach Center is about, what he's seen God doing already, and we're, we're excited to partner with him and start to see even more begin to happen. So, can you come and tell us just a little bit about that for a comments here? good hey, morning
11: everybody. Hey, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. And um, when I when I looked at the little outline for today, I just got to look at this for a second. On a little outline today, it says mission moments. Before I talk about me and talk about the ministry for a second. When you look into the Bible and you 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 study out God's mission for the for the world and for the church, it's basically twofold. Individually, He says in John 25. I mean Matthew 25 when He talks about how He's going to judge the sheep from the goats. Basically, He brings down. Uh, I want to I want to challenge you guys. My my tagline is always study it out for yourself. So anything that I speak or I preach, I encourage you to go back to the Bible and study it out for yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to to bring some insight for you, amen? Um, When I look at my personal obligation before the Lord, uh, what He's expecting of me to do as a Christian for my community and those around me? Jesus basically says in in Matthew 25 that His command, the way He's going to separate the real Christians from the fake Christians, the goats from the sheep, are the ones, have you fed those who are hungry? Have you given water to those who are thirsty? Have you helped clothe those who are naked? Individually, that is a major, major commitment on our behalf to fulfill the scriptures of what the Lord is calling us to do as a body. But when we study the church as a whole, as an organism, basically the Lord, the, what the Lord has been speaking to me for many, many years, He says, look to Antioch. And then when you look at the, uh, the book of Acts, when the first church was established, the Lord sent his disciples into a community. The community together reached the rest of the community around them. And the Bible says that when they gathered together, each one gave of what they could so that there would be no lack amongst them. Right. So when we think about missions, we normally think of one person going to Uganda, going to Brazil, going out to Africa. One person going out as an evangelist trying to preach the gospel and to change a community. I want to change your mindset for a minute. In my study of the word and the commitment that the Lord has put upon my heart, before I am to go, I need to look at the community around me first. The church as a whole is called to be missionaries to their community. Meaning, no matter how many churches are on the island of Newport, if we would all just work together for the common good, we would look around and see that there is no lack amongst us. Come on, now. Amen. And many, many different churches may have one church may have more financial provision than another, other churches may have more volunteers than another, other churches may have influence into the social world than other. But we are called to all bring that together for the common good of our community. Amen. I'm an evangelist to heart. I go all over the United States. I do tent revivals, I do street ministry. But the Lord really has been like speaking to my heart for quite some time now. Before you go, what have you done when you've been at home? What is the the sense of the community around me? Are people in lack while I'm doing well? Am I reaching out to those who are in need and lifting them up to the physical and spiritual place that I am in? Well, that's what I've been walking out. Personally speaking, uh, before I go uh, to meet the Lord, I want to know that I fulfilled Matthew 25. That those around me that I see have a need, me personally, I'm doing my best to meet that. But also as I lead other people in the Lord, whether it be through a church and through preaching and ministry, I want everyone to understand the corporate vision for God's church, look to Antioch. Every church should be reaching their community to the best of their ability. There are many under the roof who can give. Many under the roof who have time. Many under the roof who have a heart to to, uh, sew clothing and see people, um, you know what I mean, clothing the naked. But our corporate vision together is missionaries. Mm. Like if you look at the fivefold ministries in the Bible, they never said missionary. They said evangelist, teacher, prophet, pastor, mm. apostle. Right? Mm. So together, an apostolic work the church should be doing, working together, is to make sure that our community has got the best that they can through the work of our hands. Amen? Mm. So, so what we've been doing for, I've been involved over in uh, the North End for about five years now. Uh, I am a pastor. I do preach. I I help run a church. All that other fun stuff. But North End Connections was something that God dropped in my heart and and dropped me into as an office to change, change the atmosphere of Newport. Many people look at Newport and they think Newport is a is a a town that is everybody's rich, right? Anybody I talk to when I say I'm doing ministry work in Newport, they look at me and they go, Newport doesn't need a missionary. But well, let me tell you something. Newport needs a missionary just as much as you need a seat in this church. Well, and I know not one church is going to be able to affect the total demograph of the island. That's why we're all called to work together. To give of what we have of surplus so that there may be no others who are in lack. Okay? Now, just to give you a short little testimony of what we've done over the past five years in uh, in the North End Connections. North End Connections, the reason I gave it that name is we want to connect you Whatever, whatever resource you need to walk in abundant life, whether that may be counseling, whether that may be uh, Celebrate Recovery Group, whether that may be emergency food bags, or even um, emergency utility bills, this is what we do throughout our office, and that's what we're asking you to team up with us on. Uh, through our ministry, we've had the opportunity to find many single women in the North End who may be in domestic abuse situations, find proper housing, Find covering, find protection, find healing. Those who are in uh, need of food, we have a we have a food bank we've been running, but we also do like emergency care packages. That's really where it started over COVID. Um, we have run youth groups out of our, out of our building. We we at one point we had twenty youth a week would come and get the word and a couple of them actually went off into full-time ministry right one of my disciples what a blessing it's been I have one of my personal disciples who I I, I worked with this kid for a a couple of years and now he's off in the the field as an evangelist reaching the lost and preaching the gospel Uh, out of our office we've also had opportunities where on the holiday seasons Thanksgiving rolls around you know a lot of turkey a lot of uh, churches do turkey baskets and all that fun stuff We've put on full Thanksgiving meals in the auditorium for those who may not have a family to come and and share the holidays with. Uh, And another great thing that we've done, which is one of my favorite things during the year, I mean, we do many outreaches, we do cookouts, we do all of these fun things, but one thing that we've had a blessing to do for many years, and I hope and I'm praying we can do it again this year, is every year since I've been in that office, we have done a Christmas outreach to the community. We, we, We set up the whole auditorium, uh, with, with games and toys and, and food for the kids while uh, the parents have the luxury of going into our personal shopping center which is set up in the back and be able, to, be able to, for free, grab presents for the children, have them wrapped up, and have something to put under the tree for Christmas Day. I, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I used to come downstairs and I had uh, three siblings, so there were four of us, so even though my family was very, very modest in finances, when you come Christmas morning and there's like those big piles of presents under the tree, there's many people who don't get that option. So we've been able to, uh, for the families in the North End, give out free presents, give out uh, baskets of food so that they can enjoy a holiday as you and I would. Amen? <clears throat> we've, uh, we've seen many salvations come out of the North End. We've seen uh, a lot of prodigals come home. Amen? But most importantly, what I've, what I've really have enjoyed the most is when you study out the ways of Jesus, before Jesus opened up His mouth to preach, He met the needs of those in front of them. Yes. Whether it was with food when He fed the 5,000, whether it be recite, uh, um, bringing sight to the blind and open up deaf ears, Jesus always met the needs of the people around Him before He preached to them. And that's what we're about. We're about the hands and feet of Jesus, and then we get the opportunity to share the gospel and see people's lives changed and flipped upside down. Amen? So what we're just asking you in this time and season, um, Ed has come aboard. Me and him have been doing a lot of talking. He's going to be um, joining us out of the north end and teaming up with us. But in this time and season, I just want you to think, what is that little area that God may ask you that you may have a small abundance in? you have a small abundance to be able to sow? some food into the ministry so I can buy food for the people? Do you have time available that you want to come and serve the community? Do you have a heart to evangelize? Do you want to be involved with us when we hit the streets? The personal commission to each and every one of the Christians is to reach out to those alongside them and to share the news. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And my mentor said to me before I stepped down into full-time ministry, Frank, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And if you need to, open your mouth. Come on. Which means it's a whole lot more to preaching the gospel than standing up here and giving you a message on Sunday. It's how are you affecting your family, the people you work with, and the community that you live in. With the grace, the mercy, and the abundance of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're asking you prayerfully in this time and season. Christmas is approaching. As we know, everybody's bills are getting a little bit higher because of electricity and all that stuff. We still want to be a beacon in your community. So if you could time, uh, team up with us in any way, shape, or form, contact me personally or contact uh, Pastor Ed. And let's take Newport for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, at this moment, I'll have
1: uh, Adam come and share a giving moment. And if you could, if you want to open your Bible, everybody. we're going to jump into Genesis 22 this morning and share a few thoughts out of Genesis chapter 22. And Frank, thank you so so much for sharing that. As you can hear his heartbeat, you can see why he really lines up perfectly with the heart of this church. It's all about the mission. Why are we doing mobile churches? Why are we always looking to scatter? We're living on mission. This is a heartbeat. This is the heartbeat of Christ. Mm -hmm. So Adam, take
10: it away. So I'll just go over the giving moment real quick. Uh, In front of your seats, there is an envelope here if you would like to give in person. Uh, In the back of the envelope, there's also the different ways that we can give. Uh, You can do with mobile giving through Tidely app, we also do use Venmo, Uh, you don't have to pay fees for that, we have a Venmo code outside on our Welcome Center. Uh, Online, obviously, Uh, and then you can do some text giving, which is just a way to link you to Tidely and in-service, cash or check, you can put it in this envelope and bring it out and drop it right before uh, you leave, right out here is a big sign. I just want to read a couple verses uh, as we prepare our hearts uh, to give, and I'll just pray a blessing over the offering. Uh, it, we're reading through Genesis, so today we got our second part of Genesis reading plan uh, as we commit to read through the Scriptures together and study the Word. Uh, but in Genesis, we see giving all, all over. In Genesis 4.4, 4, uh, this is Abel. It says that Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions, and the Lord has regard for Abel and his offering. So we see there an example of the first fruit. Uh, in Genesis 14:20. we talked about Melchizedek last week. Melchizedek, Melchizedek. Um, And it says, 14:20, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And it says, and Abram gave him a tenth of everything. In Genesis 28, after Jacob wrestles with God in Bethel, he says, And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. So we see examples through Genesis of of giving an offering. We see the first fruit, the firstborn, and then we see this commitment from Abram and then Jacob to give a tenth. Now this tenth is is a highlight, of a preview of what we see later in the Old Testament where it's a Levitical offering. But when we see Jesus arrive on the scene, we see something totally different. Uh, we see Jesus required much more of us. He's not saying a tenth. He's saying, give me your all. And there's an example that I want to read. in Mark chapter 12, verse 41. I think this is kind of cool because Jesus is doing some creeping. It says, and he sat down opposite of the treasury. So he put himself in a place where he could just watch people. How many, how many of you guys like to watch people? Uh, so he's just watching people. And so he sat down opposite of the treasury and he watched the people putting the money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And you guys know this story. And then you have a poor widow that came in and she put two small copper coins, which makes a penny. And so Jesus highlights this. he says, and he called his disciples soon. So he goes, hey guys, come here. Come here, everybody come look at this. Just, hey guys, come over here. You know, they're just creeping in the bushes, whatever they're doing. <laughs> I think it's cool to imagine that. So he calls them over, hey guys, he say, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live You know, we are not a big church, we're a very small church. We do not have a big budget, but I wanna give you a praise here, okay? At Graceway, we have committed to missions. (laughs) local, and abroad. Out of the monies that we have received, okay, this is as of the end of August, we have, year to date, given over 27%, not over, given 27% to our community. And a lot of that is a big chunk of that has been to our food pantry, which we no longer have in this facility, but it was actually been given uh, to Pastor Frank over here, who has taken that over so he can further reach his ministry in the North End. That's a huge number. We support missionaries overseas. Uh, Tina, you know, who, who we've all met. You know, I can think of their i I I'm blanking a little bit of their names. But you know, what we are doing here goes far beyond these walls. Amen. All right. Amen. And we're committed to that. And we as a church are, are pretty much the poor widow. Okay. Uh, and that but you know what? We give from the abundance that God has given us. And that's what giving is all about. No. You know, it's not about, you can be rich and just write a check, throw it, in, it means nothing to you. What we believe is that God has called us to give our whole heart and our lives. No. No. You know, one of the things that has been running through this today's service is I hear all these beautiful testimonies, and I love reunion service, because it really is a time for us to celebrate. We come together, we gather, we celebrate. It's a different tune, a different tone, and it's great. And as we're sharing these things, I hear the Spirit of God saying, I can use that. What is it that you are bringing to the table? Because I believe the presence of God is saying, I can use that. So let's pray. Father God, we lift up our lives. We lift up our our monies. God, we we do these things in acknowledgement that you are the giver. You are the gracious giver of life. You are the gracious provider, the Lord who provides, Genesis 22. Okay, God. That is you, Father. And so we just thank you for providing for us, not just financially, Lord, not just for our daily bread, God, but for the plans and the purposes that you have called us to. Greater things, Lord. And so we lay these things at your feet with all that we have, and we pray these in your Son's name. Amen. Thank you.
1: Alright, so we're going to jump into Genesis 22, and I'm going to give an abbreviated uh, version of this message, because we're running a little bit late, but essentially, I want to review the story of Abraham and Isaac. You know, as the, for the reading plan, this is one of the chapters of Genesis, Genesis 22, that we read through this week. And so, I just want to jump back into that, so this might be a refresher for some of you who are reading along with us. And the story of Abraham and Isaac, where God <laughs> challenged him, to take his son to the top of the mountain and, and sacrifice him. And and here's here's the frame of mind that we're coming to this from. Like the words, the phrase that has been echoing in my spirit over the past week, maybe a little longer, is take your positions. I hear the Spirit of the Lord calling out to his bride, take your positions. He has died and resurrected in order to bring us to himself and seat us with him in the heavenlies. And while we're still here, there is a mission and a work to be accomplished. And he's calling us not to just watch him do his work, but take our position with him and join him in that work. The Spirit of the Lord says, take your position. Be raised up. And so, it's along these lines that I want to look at Genesis 22. So we know that Abraham is a man who was called out by God. He said, leave your family and everything you know. Go to the land I'm going to show you. Just move in that direction, and I'll point you the way when, when you have to take a turn. And he said, I'm going to bless you. And so here we are, fast forward, after God had promised to bless him, promised to multiply his inheritance, give him all he's children, he waited 25 long years to have a son that was promised to him. And here he is now, raising his son. And we're picking the story up in Genesis 22. Look at the first few words of Genesis 22, 1. It says, After these things, God tested Abraham. Right there, you know, that's kind of like a caution flag. God tested Abraham. But He says, after these things. Think about those things. What are these things that he said after this happened? After Abraham waited 25 years for God to fulfill what he said he was going to do. After wandering around in a foreign land for decades, after dealing with controversy within his own family and the wives and kids that you know, these other wives had, after dealing with all of these things, it says, then God decided to test him. The past decades of waiting and testing wasn't enough. Now God is really going to bring him to this point and test him. And so God said to him, Abraham! Abraham responds, Here I am. And here's, where, here's where the test comes in. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Notice the details that God is emphasizing when he gives this, this issues this test to him. He tells him, Take not just your son. He says, Take your... Only son, oh, and by the way, the one whom you love, and take him to where I'm going to show you and I want you to offer him there. When we hear this, it for us it kind of sounds bizarre, but we got to put ourselves within their culture. So this is, we're in a place where the idea of a child sacrifice to a god was not a foreign concept. This is common in those days. So that wouldn't have been the shocking thing of a god asking his servant, his person to offer the child as a sacrifice. But why? what would make this stand out even more than that? Because God is... Abraham is just learning who God is at this point. We have all this revelation through Abraham's life and all, of, all the fathers of the faith. Abraham is just coming to know who God is. He has no idea. And living in a place where they worship many gods and worship looks different. So God is revealing his character and his nature to Abraham. But why this would have jumped out at Abraham is because This son, his only son, whom he loves, this is the one that God told him he was going to have offspring, count more with more numbers that can be counted. This is the one that he waited 25 years just to be born, and now he is well on in years, so it's been literally probably over 30 and and even more than that, maybe closer to 60 years, since the original promise that I'm going to give you, offspring, too numerous to count. So this is something that's kind of bizarre, and at this point, Abraham is well over 100 years old, and to start over from scratch, wouldn't really kind of work in this time clock there. The other reason is this, is offering a child sacrifice would have been common in those days with those pagan nations, but Isaac is not a child when this happens. As the story goes on, we learn that not only was he weaned from his mother, he wasn't a tiny child, but when it was time to climb the mountain,